Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Are you ready for the holiday? Because uh, we are kissing the holiday weekend. And uh, Monday is, well, uh, fat guy in a red suit day. That's right. It's Christmas. Ah, yes. I'm, I'm all set. I'm as set as uh, you can be, I guess. As it can be. Well, yeah. that's a good thing. You got um, uh, you got all your gifts wrapped, and uh, they're under uh, oh, snugly yeah. under the tree. Yeah, I do. I have my gifts uh, actually mailed. They're all because you know you end up having family in distant locations. I wish I could have them all with me over the holidays, but uh, you know, right, it, it can't be. But I have to tell you, um, I'm a little concerned this Christmas, Bill, uh, about uh, our environment. Uh, we've allowed it'll happen. Oh, we've allowed literally, and they've admitted to this. We've allowed tens of thousands of terrorists into our country. You know, we've mm-hmm. caught we've caught a lot of them. A lot of them who are on the terror watch list we've got, but there's a right. lot that we've missed. And and I'm thinking to myself, are they going to try to make a statement? You know, they don't like to do it just any old day. Usually, they like to do it. They like to do it. Uh, um, on our sacred days and yes. holidays. And, I, and I'm thinking, I'm kind of worried about Christmas. I, I hope to God I'm wrong. I, I pray to God that I'm wrong, but uh, uh, I'll be holding my breath to a certain extent, um, you know, this weekend. What well, are your thoughts? I'll tell you this. I think you're probably right on that. I think that, uh, I mean, at, at some point in time during this holiday season, which is really now through the first of the year, I think some way, somehow, something's going to happen, and it's not going to be good. I mean, we've already been dealt a weird, you know, thing uh, with what happened in Colorado, but um, that's just political fodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you're talking about, terroristic acts, yeah, I, I think that there's a good possibility of it because uh, there's a lot more at play than what meets the eye. We might want to mention to our audience that... Uh we're going to be enjoying the holiday weekend as best we can. Uh, you're going to be visiting with some uh, friends uh, 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 on on the holiday, uh, and we're not going to be doing a show on uh, on Saturday or Monday unless, of course, there's reason to do it. If there's uh, something that happens that's a major news item, uh, and we want to add our two cents, we'll be back, and we ask that you check. Our website, uh, it's another day.com. Right. And uh, just check and see what their updates. Also, over the weekend, tell your friends who haven't listened to the show, they can kind of catch up if they listen to like the last uh, two or three episodes to kind of catch up to where we are with the news. Uh, the news isn't terribly old when it's a, a show that's two or three days old. And uh, it might be a good time for new listeners to. Uh, to join our fan club. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, what's going on this week? You'll be in the news cycle all the way through the holidays. Uh, a testament to that, you can sit there and look at uh, the news on the Internet. They recycle stories. And I'm going, what? All the and time. Going, oh, yeah. that story's six months old. Why, why is it there? So, you know, even if you listen to just a couple of days or a past week, all of our shows from the beginning are up there. So. Mm-hmm. Just for entertainment, to, to compare old news to new news, it's uh, to see how we've transitioned over the years. You know, um, you were the first to, that I heard to mention this. Uh, you know what happened in Colorado with uh, them knocking Trump off the prime, the ballot, uh, which I thought right. is 
unbelievable, but they did it. It's done. And now it's up to the Supreme Court to correct it. And by the way, I'm not holding my breath. People say people are saying like it's a fait accompli, meaning it's a done deal that the Supreme Court will fix it. And I keep reminding myself that uh, after the 2020 election, when 28 U.S. states went to the U.S. Supreme Court and asked for them to rule on the legality of the situation, the U.S. Supreme Court turned to those 28 U.S. states and said, "You haven't got standing, so we're mm-hmm. not going to hear the we're not going to hear the argument." So. To say that the Supreme Court is going to fix it is a long shot, and I don't really trust them. That's if just my opinion. If you don't think this is politically motivated, then you haven't been paying attention. Uh, I mean, you know, the FBI now is coming out. Uh, they're going after, uh, oh, what's the guy from Pennsylvania? Scott, uh, uh, he's the uh, rep from Pennsylvania. Either mm-hmm. way, he was uh, involved with Trump and everything. And they want his emails. So they're going back to get some 1,900 emails to sit there and say, we want to see what is in those emails. Uh, basically, uh, and, and it's not that, there's, that they didn't talk about, um, you know, Biden going into the office. I'm sure they did. I would have been. I would have been. If I thought the election was stolen, I would well, have sat there know. and said, what do you think we can do about this? Let's talk about the FBI. But they'll take that line right there and say, that's an insurrection. See, they were trying to stop okay. him from taking why his rifle. Why isn't the FBI going after uh, the Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein black book? Well, actually, word is, from what I've heard, is the FBI has Jeffrey Epstein's black book, which, of course, has the names of all the people who flew on the uh, Lolita Express, and they haven't released it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why haven't the FBI released that black book? Are they protecting the pedophiles, the sex well, offenders? Probably so. There's a lot of them. Scott Perry is who I was talking about, uh-huh. uh, by the way. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they're going after the emails. He's a good guy. But, you know, what I find interesting, you know, with all the witch hunting that's going on, and it's, it's the DOJ and the FBI that are going after him. And it's right after, you know, this comes down. And then Biden comes out so quick that he just telegraphed that this thing in Colorado and everything is Joe Biden driven because he comes out. Well, it's pretty obvious that uh, yeah, Trump a- uh, Trump was uh, supportive. Uh, and he says, the- I think he says, and he seems to be doubling down. That's what Biden said about Trump. Like he's actually becoming more corrupt you know yeah. uh, and the and the news is saying well uh biden finally uh, you know he's taking the gloves off yeah he's he's you know we know that he's unleashing the doj and the fbi because he has the power to do that and why aren't they investigating him well uh dan patrick the lieutenant governor of texas was on oh with, yeah he was on with laura ingram and Good he, suggestion from him. Yeah, he has a great suggestion. Listen carefully. To deport them, joining me now is a Texas Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick. Uh, Dan, now the White House said today that this law won't make communities safer. Your response. So we spent a lot of time, Laura, in the Senate writing this bill along with the governor, and we believe we have a bill that will 
uh, survive any type of Supreme Court challenge because we are being invaded. Uh, Arizona tried this about 10 years ago, but our law is different. It simply says that our law enforcement can arrest anyone, uh, take them in, uh, do a background check, photograph, do fingerprints. Uh, if they saw them cross the border illegally, uh, we can do that. Or if they happen to reveal in the arrest stop that they uh, crossed illegally, and then the magistrate will send them back and will escort them to the border. Uh, and they have a choice. They go to jail or they can go back. And if they go back and try to come back again and we arrest them again, the penalty gets even higher. We're fed up. In fact, seeing what happened in Colorado tonight, Laura, makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president, uh, disrupting our state far more than anything anyone else has done in recent history. And so um, this is... Uh, this is so outrageous. 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 people a day crossing the border. Eight million now, people the numbers, since he's been in the office. Know, enough to be the 12th largest state. Yeah. It's incredible. Now, I, I think the numbers uh, kind of, they they're, people are numb to the numbers now. It's the sheer yeah. mass of humanity that is yes. obviously taking over cities, local communities, school districts, healthcare system. Yes homeless shelters. I mean, it is overwhelming, already overburdened state and local budgets. And now, Dan, this Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett decides, well, it's time to go after Texas. Watch. I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. When you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. What so, Dan, kill uh, people? You're a congresswoman from Texas. You're trying to kill people, yeah. you and Abbott. Yeah, she, she's she's Jasmine Crackpot, not a Jasmine Crockett. Um, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, our bill, Senate Bill 4, says we can arrest them and send them back. Uh, we also passed another bill to put another $1.5 billion into board, to building more wall. And we filed another... and. Uh, passed another bill, excuse me, uh, to deal with uh, human smuggling because the Biden administration is doing nothing, Laura, as we all know. We know that hundreds of people on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended. That doesn't count all the people we don't catch. We know oh, that sex care. offenders, rapists, murderers no. have crossed the border and Biden does nothing care. that puts our lives at risk. They don't care. But you know, you know again, Laura, our founders... They don't, they the don't care that... Yeah, no. Dan, they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about the representative democracy. They don't care about democracy. And they certainly don't care about how many Americans and legal immigrants no. have been killed or brutalized or beaten no. or robbed because of the people they They don't care. That's all a collateral damage. Dan, we got to roll. Thank you for joining us. Laura Ingram with Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor of Texas. Yeah. You know what bothers me about Republicans is they they just don't seem to have the gonads to go that extra step. The Democrats, they won't even have the evidence. They'll just do stuff. For example, let's talk about, for one second, uh, the impeachment process, right? The impeachment mm. process. We did 11 months of a hearing on the impeachment of Joe Biden, only to have a vote on whether we should have an impeachment inquiry set up, which is nothing more than a glorified hearing, which we've already had set up. 
now Let's we have ha- a hearing on the hearing to see if we should have a hearing. And that you're exactly right. And now, and then if we if we well, if wait a all sec- three come in together, we'll and, have another hearing. Yeah, and and we have now. What do the Democrats do? They decide to impeach somebody, and two weeks later, he's impeached. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. The they, the Democrats just do stuff now. Why don't the Republicans in Texas do exactly what he suggested? You know, you heard him say, "Well, what we should maybe we should impeach Joe Biden, uh, not impeach. We should uh, uh, bring a, a ruling against Joe Biden and take him off the ballot in Texas." But we're a, a state of laws, or we're a, a party of law. No, enough of that n- nice boy stuff. Do the job. If you think that the guy is, look at the situation. They're saying that Trump in Colorado was involved in an insurrection, which he, he never was, was. Never, he was yeah, never charged. It, exactly with that. the 14th Amendment. They're they're using the 14th Amendment. It's a joke. Read the 14th Amendment. Well, see, they say they are. They're saying by the words because he participated in an insurrection. Now look at Texas. He was not look at Texas. Uh, you have you have physical evidence that this guy Biden is breaking laws every day by the thousands. He's allowing every every illegal he allows across that border is on him. Every single one. So you have tens of thousands of people crossing the border, millions illegally, and he 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 doesn't even get a slap on the wrist. Well, let me ask you a question. An illegal comes across the border and I have a direction I'm going with this and uh they get a job. All right? Uh, can you legally? I remember with immigration laws, you could not hire yeah. illegal well, immigrants. They, Bill, uh, now in, they do. It's interesting you should say that. Uh, talking about jobs, first of all, I think that ninety-nine percent of the illegals who come across the border, uh, they are not getting jobs. They, they're ending up. Uh, a, a, they're a new welfare class in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, let me tell you what they're doing now. And they're flying. You, may be going, you might be going to where I was going well, with the no, story. Well, they're flying. Well, tell me where you're going. You go ahead. Tell me. Well, tell I was going in Massachusetts. You know what's going on there? No. In Boston. What? Then they had a they had a meeting, and uh, it was the Democrats that said, "You know, we have a lot of illegals that have jobs here, providing and and uh, contributing to our community. So their voice needs to be heard. So we want illegals to be able to non citizens." To be able to vote oh, yeah. in the upcoming election. And you know how they're going to do it in Massachusetts? They're oh. going to give them driver's licenses. Yeah. They're all going to get IDs. So, yeah. I mean, you know, is Joe going to win the uh, 2024 we were in a sim- election? I think he is by an overwhelming amount because it's going to be fabricated. We were votes. going in a similar direction, but we weren't going exactly to the same place. What you said makes my point too but what i was going to tell you about what's happening in chicago uh oh, yeah. D- governor patrick governor patrick governor abbott in texas is flying charter planes of illegals from texas to chicago i mean by the thousands and uh i want to play for you some audio from the mayor of chicago i want you to listen now Mind you, Chicago is a, quote, sanctuary city. They wore that badge with honor for, for years. They bragged about how they're a warm, snugly, friendly community for illegals, and they're always welcome in Chicago. But listen to the mayor of Chicago now. 
The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized. And then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness. We have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed. You have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. This guy is unbelievable. N- not, looking at the, not looking at the real problem and, the, and who's causing the real problem. It's the Democrats. You fathead well, in Chicago. Well, but they always blame the Republicans. But you know what? Republicans are afraid. I, I say that because, you know, I got a call from a state rep. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I got the call yesterday, and you know, I talked for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, if somebody wanted to get involved in the political system, well, you go out and vote. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I'm sitting there, no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, involved. Oh, you can volunteer to be a poll worker. I said, no, no, they want to run for damn office. That's what they want to do. What do they do? What is the process? Who do they talk to? Oh, we're not allowed to talk about. Oh, horse Bucky. He doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you to go to first base. Never mind second base. (laughs) No, well, no, it's not even, I wasn't even talking about his, what he is. But he doesn't know that. No, it was explained to him. You know, I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. You know, somebody goes, they want to do what, um, you know, you want to, you want to go to Congress. You want to go represent in Congress. You know, we're not allowed to talk about that. Well, it's a Democrat that's in the area, you know, that's, uh, that's from the area that's there. Yeah. We're not allowed to talk about it, which means there's a much bigger game going on here. If you want to run for office. You pack. You go. You head down to your local Democratic headquarters, wherever that may be in your in your district, and, and you, you run say, as a Democrat or I'm not Democrat. I mean Republican, you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> and you 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 say, look, and I'm throwing my hat into the ring. Do I have the support of the party? I'm gonna I'm gonna you know go yeah. all out. But even there, when you you know, I've dealt with the Republican Party around here before, just mm-hmm. uh, in the last election, saying, hey, I want to get involved and help out. Oh, no, no, we've got everything under control. I didn't see one damn event going on that was Republican. I saw Democratic stuff. They are organized, involved. Republicans are afraid to lift a finger because they're afraid. In other words, I'm I'm saying Republicans are lackeys to the Democrats. They, yeah. Hey, Matt Massa cannot do that. You know, that's what they're doing. Well, Republicans are, this is not... But you know the uh, guys. Unified who, party. When you look at the guys, especially the new guys who get voted into office, the new Republicans, you find they're kind of they're like Mavericks, Bill. They actually break the mold. They don't follow the traditional path when they're running for office. They do a lot of uh, democratic stuff. They do a lot of events, a lot of speaking engagements. They have breakfast. Yeah. They're they're always you know glad handing people, uh, but. Uh, the ones who follow the rules and regulations, they usually don't get voted in because, they, you know, people don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. The party's not going to support them. And people that are already in office, you see that in a, my point, the whole point about this 
is that you see in the news that's going on, you know, what you would think is a big Republican player, or you say as a rhino, they, they step back because it's like they answer to somebody and they're afraid of something. Mm-hmm. What are they afraid of? Who are they afraid of? And why are the Democrats so fearless? Well, it's a it's a younger person's position, I believe, to be in office. Uh, uh, I I uh, have my opinions, but uh, I haven't got the knees anymore to make the rounds like I did all those years ago. You know, uh, it, see, it, I don't it, think age has a lot to do with it. it they say it does, but well, I think I think I think it's more of you know what your political beliefs are and where you know where the center Bill. Of the scale is if you became a representative, let's I'm say. I'm not talking about no, no, me. I, no, I don't. I don't mean no. that. I'm just using you as an example. But if you became a representative uh, in Congress, uh, how your life would change? I mean, uh, you would have to go down oh, it's to all politics. Oh, yeah. you would have to spend a lot of your year in D.C. A lot of young representatives don't have the financial wherewithal initially to get their own apartments and they end up spending the first term or two living in their office on, on the couch. Uh, you know, things like, uh, climbing the steps of the Capitol to go to work, uh, can be tough on the knees. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a commitment and you have to be aware of it. It's not just winning the election. You know, there's a lot well, no, more to the, it. Yeah. It's funny you say that that's discriminatory of our, uh, uh, of the United States, because if somebody is young and they have a disability, how do they get up to their office? They must have, I'm th- I was thinking the same thing. They must have a, uh, some kind of an entrance a handicapped entrance where there's uh, elevators so that, you know, you don't have yeah. to climb the stairs. And, and my argument against a young, uh, a young Senator, a young Congressman is not, it's not totally the age. It's just, the simple fact that we have changed everything in history to where they don't understand and they don't have the where for all unless they've really done their homework of where we came from and the hurdles that we've well, overcome. You, the, the, the trail has not been blazed and well marked. So they're bound to repeat the same damn mistakes that we recovered from in the past. You heard the because- uh, the audio clip that was uh, in Laura Ingram's interview with Lieutenant Governor Patrick. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the woman who was a U.S. representative from Texas, Democrat, she sounded like a stupid, uh, ill-informed no. person. She Be sounded what you say there, but it's true. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I I mean that she sounded uninformed uh, as somebody who was uh, just. Working on, uh, you know, vapor, nothing. She had nothing to back up her her, her uh, claims. She says Republicans never do immigration right. And I'm thinking to myself when she says that, oh, my God, do you see what's happening on the border? And do you see who is allowing that? That isn't Republicans, lady. That's Democrats. But, you know, thousands here's, here's, of military age men yeah, from yeah, India. Yeah, I got East, it right Africa. here. But, uh, and uh, but here's the problem. Eagle Pass. But, but yeah. here's the problem. The problem is, uh, you have you have no requirement, from what I understand, uh, no educational requirement to be a U.S. representative. You don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to have um, a, a great uh, amount of experience. Uh, in business, you just have to win an election. And that's what's happened with a lot of these people who are in Congress now. 
you hear them talk, and they're they're just dumb. They they won in their district because they got a they were out you know shaking hands and they were laughing and you know they were uh, hugging babies and doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do to win. But when it comes to substance and intelligence and the things you really need to make a difference in Congress, these people are ill-equipped. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, not that you have to have a degree by a way by the way to be uh, to be qualified. Because I I personally, especially nowadays, I look around and I think those uh, presidents from Harvard and uh, Penn and MIT, uh, if they're an example of w- what you get when you get a diploma or a uh, doctorate or whatever from these institutions, it doesn't speak well for the institutions, you know. Um, but anyway, you were saying about the military-aged men coming across the border. Right. Yeah. What are they doing coming across from India, Africa, and uh, the Middle East? Somebody's building an army, an invasion force. Yep, I agree. Absolutely agree. I think that that's exactly what's happening. Uh, you know, um, Oh, I'm not even going to say it. That, that, Go ahead. It would sound racist. No, it's going to sound racist as all hell, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but it's an observation mm-hmm. that, you know, um, well, you know, you could because, I, <laughs> you know, you used to see, you know, our country because it was, it was white. It was an, it was, it was a white, a white nation. Yes, we had people of ethnicity and we've opened the doors and I think it's great that we're multicultural, but what I see are a lot of new. Yeah, when, when are we going to change the presidential status to where somebody that was foreign born and not born here and maybe just a fresh citizen, or uh, if they're even that, will get to be the president of this country? I don't think that'll. I think there are certain things that will never change. I think that you. Well, I to, thought a lot of things would never change. Um, um, I'm just sitting there, you know, because there, there, I saw a story of somebody that had some pretty socialist background, you know, of a foreign, you know, that, that won uh, an office. And I was going like, you know, when I was a kid, you probably, I would have never, you know, conceived that we would do such a big, massive, you know, uh, change. I think it's great that we have diversity. I really think it's that, you know, great that, you know, we've, we've, Cross the sexual boundary lines and everything, but it's almost like we've turned the card upside down. I think we've lost. Uh, we we used to have a disciplined society. We used to have a society that you had rules and regulations. There were boundaries that you didn't cross. Uh, you you understood that we had a constitution and it was the framework of our society. Literally, it wasn't just there. It's a nice document that our founders put together. It was the basic rules and regulations uh, that we were founded on and that we live by. But what I what I see right now is I see a country that is doing everything it can at every turn to do the exact opposite. I mean, when you look at what's happening on our borders right now, when you look at these people coming across, uh, it makes you want to cry. You know, and you and you think to yourself, "My God, we got eleven more months. How many millions of people are going to come across in eleven months? Uh, people that we don't know, people who have an agenda. This and again, it's another welfare class. These people don't get jobs for the most part. When I hear them say, "Well, you know, uh, they got to do the jobs that Americans won't do," no. 
They're not doing well, that. If you're wondering when it's going to end, I mean, you know, you're talking about legal immigration and illegal immigration, but all combined, Joe Biden has the record. It's another record that he has of having the most immigrants cross, and that counts with illegals too, during his administration ever than any other administration. And I think actually administrations combined, and yet he is behind his goal. Well, let me ask well, you a question. What the hell though. is his goal? Let me ask you a question. Uh, do we have any security at our border anymore? No. No. I mean, people say, well, you know, when they come across at the, at the normal checkpoints, you know, where they have the toll booths and stuff, they probably check for drugs and things like that. And they probably do still. They probably still have you know, sniffing dogs who go around the cars to make sure that they're not, you know, carrying in uh, truckloads of fentanyl and things like that, which, by the way, they still they still are getting across the border in other ways. Uh, but that leaves like 2,000 miles of unprotected border that people are just walking across, being greeted by our border security, literally being greeted like, hi, well, step over here. Yeah, you just stand over there and don't move, uh, and uh, and we'll figure something out. And they never say, get on your high horse and get back over there where you came from. They don't do that anymore. Well, let me ask you this. We never talk about California. We know that uh, you have a governor there that, you know, hey, yeah, he's, he's all for those open borders. We don't talk about California. Are people coming through that way? They are, and we have uh, uh, Katie Hobbs in Arizona who, by the way, finally this week uh, she made an appearance at the border and she talked about how she was going to put the hammer down in illegal entries. But, you know... uh, That's talk. Yeah, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. You know, it's because, by the way, she's realizing that maybe she's halfway through her term now and she has to start thinking about the future if she wants to stay uh, as governor. And she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna say whatever she has to say yeah. to be reelected, and then go right back to her rhetoric, and that's and Bill, that. Bill, you know what else is happening? I'm reading more and more about, uh, and this happened. Uh, President Trump even mentioned it. There was a 16 year old girl who was supposed to go to a, a, a school event, and the mother was already at the event, and she couldn't find her daughter. And she said, "I wonder where the girl's name. Wonder where she is." So she gets in a car and drives back to her house, and she goes up into the bathroom, and she sees her daughter has been been slaughtered, been massacred, been viciously attacked oh. and killed, 16 years old, by an illegal alien. Now, that murder, in my opinion, is on this administration and the president because he allowed that situation to happen. And and that's just one example. There are multiple examples of shootings and mm-hmm. robberies uh, that are being performed by people who shouldn't be in this country. And, you know, it's not just happening in El Paso, El Paso and Eagle Pass. It's happening in Chicago. It's happening in Pittsburgh. It's happening in Philadelphia, Boston, because they're all over the country now. You know, right. uh, it, it's it's not a pretty picture of what's uh, going on. But Bill, President Trump's and not only that, but 
like countries like Venezuela, you know what they're doing? What? They're shipping their insane people to our country. They're shipping insane asylums. People from uh, the worst, not just, by the way, not just people who have mental problems or, you know, we're talking about criminally insane people are being carted up and sent north and dumped into our country intentionally. And that's what well, we have to deal I with. I mean, yeah, we're, they're, they're polluting the land with, uh, with misfits and has-beens and whatnot. And, um, you know, so well, it's, it's, it's not a pretty picture. It's only going to get worse. And it's almost going to be to where, like uh, the stupid Obama movie, uh, Leave the World Behind, it's... I think we're under siege. We're under attack, and it's not going to be long before they even said. But yet, I think it was uh, J- RFK Jr. that said, "You know, if uh, the Democrats uh, rely on political fiat to defeat Trump instead of a fair election, you know that." And they're right. Now, if if Trump is beaten fairly, okay, I would accept that. But he wasn't beaten fairly the last time. We know that. And what they're doing right now is very obvious to even Democrats that so what he was saying is that the base will never accept that. So you saw what happened in Colorado, right? And mm-hmm. and you uh, you mentioned to me about what Vivek said, right? Uh, I have I told you I'd find the audio and I did. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong, and I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake, whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing, or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that, and I expect them to do the right thing. Vivek Ramaswamy, and I applaud him for doing that. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I didn't hear uh, him make a statement about uh, Trump. Uh, He may have, but I didn't hear it. Uh, Nikki Haley did come out and say that uh, it was the, the wrong thing to have done. 
but she did it begrudgingly, and you can hear it in her voice. Also, oh, Chris, Chris Christie, boy, uh, he had to put down a, his Dunkin' Donut to uh, <laughs> to make a statement. Now, I would say he he wouldn't he wouldn't sit there and say, "Take me off the ballot," unless there was a donut truck involved well, he, for him. He said it, but it, it was it, it, it. You could feel the pain as he was saying it. Uh, he was kind of pushed into the corner by Vivek, I think. Um, that was a smart move by Vivek, but you know, one of the one of my friends out there that I was talking to said, "I like Vivek. I like him too, and I would vote for the guy if uh, I'd vote for Trump. But I would vote for that guy too. You know, just and I would." Vote Only for thing him. is, I hear people saying, "I like Vivek, but I don't really know the guy." I mean, he he came out of well, nowhere. What's what's his backstory? Is he really what he says he is, or well, is he sure, a deep state I, plan? If he gains traction, we'll get backstory, uh, the the true and, and, and the not so true. Uh, but I, I thought the one comment some, somebody said, is said, well, you know, I, I don't think America's ready for, he's Indian. I'm sitting there going, yeah, so what? Right. You know, now, even after what I said earlier, because I knew that when I said it, it would be misinterpreted. But yeah, so what? I think uh, in my mind, he's pretty well up front and demonstrated to me he's got our best interest uh, at hand. So it doesn't matter. Don't we already have uh, an Indian vice president? Isn't Kamala half Indian? I believe she. I believe she has some Indian in her. So it's not like it would be a first. To, well, uh, you know, what is it? Um, you know, one in six of us are all related yeah, in right. some well, way, they, shape, form, you know, or you fashion. Know I, you know? I want to tell you another thing that was interesting, Bill. Colorado. We, we, people were so upset over the decision because. It doesn't have any merit. Doesn't have any legal standing. You know, we talked about this yesterday. These guys wear the robes and they look the part, but there is, they're either as dumb as a box of rocks. These ju- justices, or they're corrupted. And a lot of people, you, the more you read, the more you read about the influence of guys like George Soros putting a million plus dollars into the into the organization that brought the lawsuit in the first place. So, I mean, there's money, there's corrupt money that's behind all of these actions. But the Republican, the Colorado Republican Party came out and said, don't worry about it. This we is what they this. said. We got this. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're, gonna, we're not going to primary. We're going to caucus. What? We're not going to primary. We're going to withdraw our primary, and we're going to have a caucus, and we're going to get the person that the people wants into office, whether the elite in this state wanted or not. So I thought, well, good for you. Finally, some Republicans with uh, gonads, you know. <laughs> well, that's going to be bad news for uh, Chris Christie. I think Haley might make it on that, but I don't think Chris would. I think Ramaswamy will and Trump will. Well, um, you know? all I can tell you is Trump is ahead by 50 points uh, in most polls. And actually, I saw yeah a little bit higher than that on the Republican side. He's way higher than that. So you know he's going to be when you when you talk when you talked about what happens when uh, I think you say Kennedy gets involved. Uh, I have to think that uh, when you consolidate all of the the different people voting for Ramaswamy, uh, DeSantis, you know when they they finally choose a candidate, be it Trump or whomever. Uh, that person's going to get a, a much bigger bump because most of the Republicans are going to unite behind him. You know, the ones that are right mm-hmm. now in the primary supporting DeSantis. Others well, who are... I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, if just 
all bets are off and Chris Christie rises, would the Republicans unite around him? I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I think that... Uh, if Nikki Haley rose to the top, no, I don't uh, trust would her. all the Republicans rise around her? I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust her, but I sure as I mean, heck wouldn't. Things float. Well, oh, here's, yeah. you know, here's the thing. Here's the choice you have. Either unite behind the Republican, whoever it is, or go another four years with this this disaster we have right now. Well, I think that's where Kennedy comes in. I'm not, and I don't believe everything about him, you know, some of his policies, but I'm saying there's not a lot of choices out there for disenchanted Democrats or disenchanted Republicans. You know, you've got, I think for a Democrat, you've got Biden if you want to stick him out, or you've got uh, Kennedy, who's an independent. Right. For Republicans, you've got Trump and maybe one other person in the party, maybe two. DeSantis is still doing okay, but he's he's faltering. He's he's kind of showing some colors there that aren't very attractive. But then again, too, the media is going to help bring him down and crash his plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to help Nikki fly hers for a while, but they'll drop her like a hot potato if, when the time is right. Well, you know, Tucker Carlson was talking about uh, the Colorado Supreme Court decision and uh, the idea that they used insurrection, insurrection as their reason. Listen. This was pretty puzzling to watch. Whatever else January 6th was, and in some ways we still don't know exactly what it was, it was not a Trump-led insurrection. The crowd had no guns. They had no plan to overthrow the government. Nothing like that has ever emerged. And above all, Trump was not leading it. He was miles away at the White House at the time, where he issued a public statement calling for calm and nonviolence. So why were the people on television telling us that Trump led an insurrection? This was, of course, a lie, but it was also a very obvious lie. So clearly we were watching the rollout of a talking point words crafted for a specific purpose. But what was the purpose? We got an answer to that question yesterday when the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that because he led an insurrection, Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the state's ballot next fall. The four liberal judges who concluded this cited as their justification Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was written in 1868 to keep former Confederate officials from holding office. That was the sum total of their reasoning. Despite the fact Donald Trump has never been convicted by any court of insurrection, and although the 14th Amendment specifically does not apply to the presidency, Donald Trump cannot run for president because he's an insurrectionist. This seemed like lunacy because it was lunacy. 3,000 miles away in El Salvador, there was no question about what was happening. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about, quote, democracy, wrote Salvadoran President Nayib Bukele. And yet in this country, no one on the left dared say that. Instead, Donald Trump's enemies celebrated. The Atlantic magazine expressed gratitude that unelected judges had, quote, rescued the country from the desires of voters, because actually that's democracy. And then there was Jenna Griswold. That's the Colorado Secretary of State. You may not have seen her before, but you will instantly recognize the category she represents. Unhappy 39-year-old liberal women with Ivy League degrees and a deep streak of authoritarian impulses. 
Here's Griswold on MSNBC last night explaining that a conventional legal process is no longer necessary for the left to get its way. No more trials or evidence or jury verdicts. An accusation made on television is now enough to remove a frontrunner from the presidential race. If Nancy Pelosi and Joe Scarborough call you bad, Americans are not allowed to vote for you. Watch. Look, I believe he incited the insurrection. There were big questions around Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and the Colorado Supreme Court has weighed in in a very loud way, making themselves clear. Frankly, we've never had a president try to steal the presidency and engage in insurrection uh, ever before. So Trump's actions are unprecedented. The Colorado Supreme Court confirmed that the district court got it right, that he did engage in insurrection. I think uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has to apply to the presidency because if not, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. And in a country of laws where no man is above another, um, we can't have one office be able to do whatever they want when it comes to rebellion and then be able to be seated in office again. None of this seems very American. All of it looks like the actual end of democracy. You know, I listen to that lady talk, and either she's incredibly smart and sees something I just don't see, or she is as dumb as a box of rocks, which I would tend to believe uh, the latter as opposed to the former. She, uh, she bends the rules to fit her wants. I think that he was the cause uh, of the insurrection. No, no, We're, we live in, in a country of laws, it's, and we don't, we don't punish people based upon what you think. We punish them based upon them breaking laws. You can't say, well, I think he's guilty, so I think he should go to jail. You have to prove that he's guilty, and you haven't done that, Colorado. You have not done that. You have not proven that President Trump committed any insurrection or any crime, for that matter, on January 6th. Nobody has. And that is why they're on a witch hunt of emails to sit there and try to convey to you that uh, by conversation and a text, now you could say, we've got to get to the bottom of this because Biden didn't win and we've got to do something to stop everything that's going on and get people to go back and relook at those votes. Well, anything that you say, stop, we've got to halt the process or anything like that, is there any legal grounds when you're inquiring, what can you do well, wait, you're, you're questioning me, is, is what the Democrats are saying. And so they're not allowed to. That's why they want all those emails. Well, not just listen. Here's the thing. You have to go back to uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. What was that? It's ancient history now, but it was, what, a year ago or so yeah. that they raided Mar-a-Lago? I think it was a year ago in August, uh, but I could be wrong. And uh, what were they really looking for? What was the administration and the woke left really looking for? There is speculation out there that President Trump has got all the ammunition he needs when push comes to shove to bring their house of cards to the ground. Now, he's fighting, you know, in court not to have to you know, be tried. And, he, you know, he's, he's doing everything he can. But 
there is speculation that he expects in the end to have to go to court and to present his case. That's why he said, I want everything televised. I want to be on live television. And that guy Engeron up in New York said, well, I don't think about that's a good idea. No, let's do everything. Let's put our, our cards on the table. Trump wants to be able to present to the widest audience possible all of the evidence that he really has, and the left doesn't want that to happen, including things like uh, the Black Book, you know, uh, hmm. wh- what what people, uh, what great uh, leaders in our society were actually involved in that scandalous uh, situation, you know, and, and believe me, we're talking about big names. I'm not even going to mention any, any right now because I haven't got the Black Book, but I've read speculation, it's out there, about who... Uh, who was involved with uh, the Lolita Express, you know. You know, when you look at this insurrection thing, everyone, it, they hear it in the news now, going, well, there must be something It's in the news now. Actually, if you go back and look at when they first did the January 6th hearings, it was all based around, well, an insurrection, because then we can use the 14th Amendment. So was this a design from that meeting that happened six days before, uh, you know, the the rally that uh, took place on January 6th when Schumer and Pelosi and Schiff all got together and they said, hmm, let's do this. Yeah, we could sit there and build this thing and make it look like an insurrection, and then we could use the 14th Amendment. Now you're going, nah, where do you get that, Bill? Well, if you sit there and go through all the texts, or not texts, but all the news stories, and you go back about 100 pages that are buried in current stuff on it, all of a sudden you start saying, wait a minute, this was talked about during the January 6th hearings and before. Now, how the hell before would they know of an insurrection for an event that didn't happen unless they planned it? Well, Bill, little things like... uh uh, Nancy Pelosi's daughter was told, "Bring your. She's a filmmaker. Bring your a documentary filmmaker. Bring all your right. cameras. Bring all your cameras and make sure you film everything on January sixth of the Capitol, which she did. Okay, how did? How, why did she make a point of doing that? Why didn't Nancy Pelosi accept President Trump's offer of federal troops, National Guard troops, and things like to protect the Capitol? She did not. She she rejected the offer. So did." Um, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., she was made the same offer, and she's a Democrat. She turned it down, too. Why? Why? Everyone else, is, they're scratching their head. And how about those ghost buses that we're now seeing a lot of in the mm. news? They were filled with uh, actors, let's just say, okay? They weren't They weren't real protesters. They were, they were supposed to go out and insert themselves into the crowd and instigate. That's what their job was. They were they were there to instigate. And by the way, the big question you have to ask yourself about January 6th is why was it that when Trump was still speaking 25 minutes away by walking, 25 minutes away from the Capitol, they were already raising hell at the Capitol. There was a group of people on the Capitol already causing trouble while his crowd, supposedly the one that he called, he started the insurrection with, were still listening to him speak. Mm-hmm. You know, but these are questions, by the way, that real journalists are not asking because we don't have 
any more real journalists in our country. We don't have people, maybe we have Miranda Devine. She might be one at the uh, New York Post. Uh, there are exceptions, but for the most part, they ain't there. You have a bunch of people, sycophants, who, who uh, love to hang around the Capitol and kiss derriere uh, with the uh, politicians. And, uh, you know, I want to play a, a, a cut for you. Uh, J.D. Vance, uh, he's a senator from Ohio. He's also a best-selling author, in case you didn't know. J.D. Vance, a fiction, by the way. Uh, J.D. Vance is uh, talking to a reporter. I want you mm-hmm. to listen to the report. You have to listen very carefully because it's in a hallway and it echoes. But she essentially wants to ask him about President Trump's comments and sounding like Hitler. And first of all, Vance is, ask, is answering the question in, in a logical, dignified way. And then he, he, he kind of catches on that she doesn't really care about his answer. She wants him to say something that she wants to be able to quote him on. So here's J.D. Vance. And so what do you have to say to um, the former president's comments over the weekend about immigrants and saying that they're poisoning the blood of America? Well, look, I've been asked this question a number of times, and here's, here, here's my view on these comments. First of all, he didn't say immigrants were poisoning the blood of this country. He said illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, which is objectively and obviously true to anybody who looks at the statistics about fentanyl overdoses. And I I think just one, one observation about the press as an organization, you guys seem far more upset about the guy who criticized the problem than you did about Joe Biden, who's causing this problem. Can we just go back to his comments, though, sure. and sort of using language that we heard you know, during World War II? I'm sure you're a student of history. You're well aware what that kind of language represents in, in historical context. What organization do you represent? I work at the Associated Press. The idea that I am well aware, you just framed your question implicitly assuming that Donald Trump is talking about Adolf Hitler. It's absurd. It is absurd. Why do you think that Donald Trump's language is targeted at the blood of the immigrants and not at the blood of the American citizens who are being poisoned by the fentanyl problem? You think he was referring I think to this is ridiculous. If you watch the speech in context and you look at what's going on, it is obvious that he was talking about the, the very clear fact that the blood of Americans is being poisoned by a drug epidemic. The, the, to, to, see, to take that comment and then to immediately assume that he's talking about immigrants as Adolf Hitler talked about Jews is preposterous. You guys need to wake up and actually do some Should he use different language then? Because no, no, that here's, is language here's, 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 here's the problem with that question and that framing. You are allegedly a journalist. You're supposed to hold, speak truth to power. And yet, you're trying to circumscribe and narrow the limits of debate on immigration in this country. What you're doing is not speaking truth to power. You're trying to police the guy who's criticizing the problem so that Americans don't pay attention to the guy who caused the problem. Okay. It's an absurd question. It's an absurd framing. Which says to me, these journalists aren't journalists. They're just, uh, they're propaganda tools. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to say, they're trying to say that Trump said that the illegal immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country, of our society. And, and he w- and they're saying, well, Hitler said the same thing. No, 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 no. First of all, Trump had to come back and he said, I-, I haven't even read Hitler. But they don't take that as an answer, by the way. They don't take his word that I have never read Hit- Mein Kampf, right? They don't mm-hmm. take that as being, you no, 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 no. You, you can't say that now. We know the real truth. These people on the left and in the media 
Trust me, folks. I'm just a, I don't get paid for this. They do. Okay. But trust me, they are not working on your behalf. They're not looking to get the real truth out there. They're trying to spin the left propaganda, which is, it doesn't do us any good at all. It doesn't help us as a people. But anyway, uh, I, I just found his answer to be uh, when he said, you're, you're more concerned with the guy who's complaining about the problem than the problem. You can, you're more concerned with the guy who is complaining about the problem than mm-hmm. the real problem itself. And that's the whole story of the media in 2023 in the United States in a nutshell. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. I know you have things to add. Well, I- no, no, no. I was looking through my notes, and I was also looking at the time going, well, there's a page and a half of stuff that won't get talked about, but that's okay. Well, I can tell you that a Virginia school board member was sworn in on a stack of uh, LGBTQ books as yeah, opposed to the Bible. The day. Yeah, I think I, I got the story here. Fairfax County School Board uh, Carl Frisch, who is gay, was sworn in on five LGBTQ-themed books and Most, then they kissed it, it, right it would, afterwards, it would be, too. It would be funny if it wasn't so sad. But here's the thing. Then, you know, I'm going to ask you. That it's it's on on camera. It's on tape. Uh-huh. There's swearing on a stack of LGBTQ yeah. right. books. And they show the books. And sure. it's pornographic about grown men with little kids and for all the world to see. And I'm sitting there going, okay, you swear in on a Bible. All right. Right. That's usually how you take an oath to any yes. kind of office. So, he, in my estimation, it's what worthless. was he sworn in as? Worthless. It's worthless, Bill. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, he, well, he swore into nothing except that you know he's. But here's the gay. thing. This this goes back to uh, first we had to swear everyone in on the Bible. Everybody. Mm-hmm. We had people who were Muslim and stuff like that. I'm talking about 30, 40 years ago. They understood that if you had to get into office, you had to swear in on the Bible. Then they accommodated the other, that religion by saying, "Well, you can be sworn in on the Quran," and that that works for me too because it's a it's a long-standing religion of faith and it's based on God, uh, Allah, and that that okay that that works. You can you can do that. But now you know pretty soon you'll be able to be sworn in on the New York phone book, uh, and, and what does that stand for? You know. We got your number. That's what it stands for. But other than that, uh, it doesn't stand for anything. And and I'm thinking no. to myself like you. I'm thinking, okay, he, he got sworn in on these worthless books. Uh, does that mean that he doesn't have to stand for, you know, he doesn't have to really abide by the rules because he wasn't really sworn in? I, I don't know. Or and, does that broaden the scope of the rules that he abides by now and limits rules Let's say the rules that uh, you would normally, when you swear in over a Bible, you would apply to, don't have to be applied. But now that you swear in on a stack of pornographic, uh, right, uh, LGBTQ uh, learning material, right, well, is that not a pledge to say we're going to incorporate this now in our education system? I think they want that. I think there's an element in our society that wants all that stuff in. But this it goes. Is a this goes by the way to thing. this goes by the way to, to poisoning our society, the blood of our society. Everything that is happening right now is upside down, and I blame our administration at the very, very top because everything he's done since he got into office. I'm talking about Joe, 
the devout Catholic, you know, that's what he tells everybody. I'm a devout. Yeah, bull. I don't want to say yeah, what I'm I really. Say, uh, what, I don't like to challenge a person's faith, but I would go toe to toe with him on this. Yeah, and I would say that he's 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 not a true Catholic. He's but not then a again, Christian. when you have a pope who's a socialist too, uh, I'm sure that the pope would uh, cut him a lot of slack because this guy uh, in Rome is uh, not doing the faith. Look, we lost either. our faith in this nation a long time ago. You know who found faith in this uh, recent days? What? Hulk Hogan. Hear oh, I him? heard about that. Yeah, I heard. He this is, is good seven news. Years old, and he was baptized, and uh, his God pledged his life to Jesus. So hey, you know, good hey, for him. Uh, better late than never, Hulk. I'll tell you, that's good news. Uh, you, we talked about this yesterday, John Fredman. John, oh, yeah. Fre- John Fredman. Uh, he's. He, I think he's starting to act a little strange. Maybe his medications are uh, are doing strange things to him. He's actually starting to sound uh, a he's bit like a cons- right. like mean, a conservative. Really right. Yeah, yeah. He was standing on his front porch in Braddock, PA, uh, uh, overlooking the Edgar Thompson plant, and he had this to say: "On the roof of my home, right here in Braddock, Pennsylvania, right across the street from the Edgar Thompson plant." And I just have to say, it's absolutely outrageous that they have sold themselves to a foreign nation and a company. Can't do that. Steel is always about security as well, too. And I am committed to doing anything I can do for using my platform or my position in order to block this. And I'm going to fight for the steel workers and their union way of life here as well, too. And we cannot ever allow them to be screwed over or left behind. I never thought I'd do this, but... <laughs> John yeah, Fetterman. No, I mean I'm with you because he's uh, he said a few things. So, look, you know the guy. I'm sorry that he had the stroke because not that I had anything to do with it, but the simple fact is, anybody, no matter how much I hate them or like them, I don't wish any ill will on anybody, no matter what. Now, a lot of his beliefs and how he got into office, I'm not so sure about. You know, I I don't support that, and. Um, but either way, with that said, you know, I do, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with saying uh, on a couple of the issues here of recent that he's brought up, you know, the border is one. He's saying, no, this is crap, what's going on with the border and what's going on with U.S. Steel. That's in his backyard, his front porch, actually. Uh, he's, he damn well should be uh, concerned about it, and he is. And so you know, that, I give him kudos. Bill, it goes back to what we talked about uh, when he first was – running for the office, uh, and he got in. And then he was uh, absent without, uh, he was AWOL, absent without leave for uh, like six weeks. He was off in a hospital somewhere, and he came back, and he almost seemed like a different guy. And they started showing, remember, comparison pictures of the old John Fetterman and the new John Fetterman. And they said, by the way, that the old John Fetterman, his language wouldn't improve much uh, for the rest of his life. But yet, when you hear this guy talking right now on the porch of his home in Braddock, he sounds pretty damn good. He says he sounds all right. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he's getting back uh, to the old, uh, to the old fighting uh, form, you know. And uh, so, I'm thinking. Well, you know, maybe he's it, got some conservative blood in him, and you know, if he if he ends or up being conservative, or maybe it's a double. Do 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 do. Yeah, you never know. But, you know, you know, Democrats used to be center page. And uh, if he goes center page, I got no problem with him. You know, I was talking about uh, the 14th Amendment. And I was sitting here while we were doing things and talking and I'm talking 
I was flipping through, and I'm back like, oh, I don't know, 90-something pages. But uh, I'm starting to see the stories uh, right around January, uh, just a day or two after the so-said insurrection, where they were bringing up the 14th Amendment. And I keep going back further, all the way back to 2014, where they're bringing it up with citizenship. 2018, where they're bringing it up with citizenship. And it's all from lefty sources. The 14th Amendment has been in play in Article 3, uh, you know, quite honestly, since before Hillary, when Obama and Joseph were in the office before Trump got in. So if you think that Trump is guilty of something, he's, he's guilty of foiling their plan for a few short years. And they're taking that, that one amendment and going, well, we can flip it this way, too, and we can flip it that way. It's, it's the pancake of choice, I guess, that they're, they're using. Hey, listen, we've uh, just about done it. Uh, another show in the can if you want to contact us. Our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com, and jimandbill uh, at mail.com, as a matter of fact. And, and we got all kinds of ways. you got to tell people about us, too. Help uh, spread the word and... Uh, we're gonna have we a appreciate that. we're gonna have a, a little uh, store, I understand, uh, in the not too distant future if things yeah, work out. We got out. some designs out there on some mugs. One that you particularly like. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> don't don't let the cat out of the bag. That's too good. That is too good uh, to. Uh, would just say that uh, my uh, my friend has been working overtime on putting some designs together uh, for these uh, items that we're gonna be. Offering actually, our, we could probably put that out there. We just got to price it and uh, you know set up the uh, the, the payment. Yeah, of it. what could you put... should do uh, every so often, especially over the Christmas uh, holidays, maybe you should just uh, check our website. It's another day.com. It's another day.com. That's the website. Do we have another address? But we do, don't we? Do we have Jim and Bill.com? Yeah, there's jimandbill.com, and it's just a simple site there, a little bit about us. And uh, But when you hit the podcast, it goes right to the podcast page, yeah. and you can play the latest episode or uh, any before that. And if you just want to hear the stream of the latest show, as soon as it's posted, it takes a few minutes to render it over, but there's CRN America. You know, we had high hopes for that, but we still keep that going um, because there are people out there that like the stream. It only streams... Maybe two the past two days, three days when you're talking about the weekend. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we found that instead of having a lot of older shows, just keep it to the relevant current shows. And on every sing- on every single show, though, you will hear us end just like this. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. 
and tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 